Hello everyone, thank you for coming out tonight and sharing this opportunity with me to talk about one of our trainings, the third mindfulness training. True love. Aware of the suffering caused by sexual misconduct, I'm committed to cultivating responsibility and learning ways to protect the safety and integrity of individuals, couples, families, and society. Knowing that sexual desire is not love and that sexual activity, motivated by craving, always harms myself as well as others. I am determined not to engage in sexual relations without true love and deep long-term commitment made known to my family and friends. I will do everything in my power to protect children from sexual abuse and to prevent couples and families from being broken by sexual misconduct. Seeing that body and mind are one, I am committed to learning appropriate ways to take care of my sexual energy and, and cultivating loving kindness, compassion, joy, and inclusiveness, which are the four basic elements of true love, for my greater happiness and the greater happiness of others. Practicing true love, we know that we will continue beautifully into the future. It's so good to see you all, and um, I couldn't ask for a better audience for this sort of sensitive and vulnerable talk, considering that you all have to listen with kindness and compassion. Mm -hmm. um, I've heard it's kind of tough to get people to talk about this subject because it is sensitive, um, and it's packed with information, so I thought I would just focus on two areas of the training. One is sexual energy, and the other one is cultivating true love and deep friendship. Um, because of the vulnerability of some of this, um, I've chosen to make some personal disclosures, uh, just very briefly. Uh, because I think it's important um, in this day and age to talk about these things and um, to bring them out into the open because, unfortunately, they are prevalent in our society. Uh, I have a history of sexual trauma, but I also have 30 years of, more than 30 years, actually, of recovery um, on my journey to healing um, using a lot of different methods and tools, uh, including the mindfulness trainings. And I think we're fortunate we live in an age where there's a lot of good information out there about um, how to get help when we need to recover and grow and develop. 
uh, and we have this beautiful community to share these things with. So I'm happy to talk um, anytime if anyone wants to share. Um, so it was interesting because I came of age during kind of the peace, love, and rock and roll era. So excesses were kind of considered normal during that period of time, um, which left a lot of us kind of hollow and feeling somewhat objectified. Um, a lot of that came to a screeching halt in the 80s when um, HIV and AIDS became an issue where you could literally die from having sex. Um, there was a lot of tragedy in that era as friends were falling and no one at first even knew why. But it did open the conversation about sex, about our behaviors, uh, and the role that that plays um, within our relationships. We are sexual beings. It is one of our vital forces, just like breath and spirit. And as the mindfulness training say, we can use them um, how we care to. Um, as these conversations deepened, um, I was more curious about my history and the role it played in some of my own behaviors. And so I did kind of the traditional things with therapy and, um, you know, body work. Uh, I started meditating lot of conversations with friends and explorations as we were all trying to figure out what was best for us and each other and supporting each other in our journeys. Um, and then I was able to find the mindfulness trainings which I think brought it even to a deeper level um, as it started talking about the inner being and how our health and our happiness is so intrinsically related to everyone else's. And coming out of that attitude of, well, I'm going to do what I want to do because if I'm hurting anybody, it's just hurting me, uh, is in fact oftentimes not true. Um, that there are others involved in these decisions and it's in everyone's best interest to take care of each other especially in our most vulnerable, sensitive times. I chose fairly early in life not to get married, um, but I did have some long-term monogamous relationships, but I also had gaps in between. So I think I'm speaking, my experience includes both within a committed relationship and at times, and sometimes long periods of time where I was single. 
um, in the fact that we are sexual beings and that we have sexual urges uh, and deal with those energies. Um, I think the mindfulness training for me uh, helped me bring back to some of the basics of all of our practices, such as the breath and how the breath can ground us, especially in times of craving, in times of distress, of loneliness, sadness, of wanting comfort. Um, to be able to get that centering and to pull the mind back from those far reaches of craving um, and to be able to use that energy to calm the mind so that the mind is not running out of control, watering those seeds of craving. Because what goes through our minds oftentimes waters the very seeds of what it focuses on. And being able to ground through the breath, to calm the mind, um, to not just squash out what is not desired, but to cultivate and invite in an alternative energy. We can still choose to do what we want with that energy, but I think through this practice, what I have found is that it will ground me enough to oftentimes make a wiser decision uh, where I can reach my heart, my spirit, and to explore what is best for me in the moment and consequently reaching out and what is best for those involved. I love that the mindfulness trainings are a practice because obviously we are not perfect and I've seen YouTube videos where people are in just total distress because they can't always quite get a handle on things. But I think there's so much love and compassion within these writings. If you really look at the language, it's non-judgmental. Um, it's an invitation. Uh, I think in a lot of ways, it's an invitation for us to be our best selves, whatever that is for us. And I think beyond the trainings in real life, too, is, you know, being able to use our energy just in general in a healthy way. Um, you know, using things like exercise and nature and caring for our health, um, cultivating deep friendships with people where we share our vulnerabilities, our tender points, 
to be able to sit with the reality of who we are and not some image of who we are or the image of our person or persons or things of desire. And I think that's a beautiful segue into true love and deep friendships and deep intimate relationships is to invite people to see who we really are and to look at who they truly are instead of watering seeds of illusions. And we all find that we're all flawed and we're all beautiful just right where we are. So coming back to the words of our teacher, Thich Nhat Hanh, um, there's so many beautiful things online. Um, his presentations, uh, presentations of the brothers and sisters about this subject. Um, there's also a lot of really great resources for transmuting sexual energy um, and how to use this vital life force. Um, but I'd love to come back to the words of Ty, our teacher. Um, he says that true love, deep love, really sitting and looking deeply within ourselves and finding that love and sharing that love can bring great great happiness and there are four elements the key elements within the trainings the loving kindness where we offer happiness um, and he stresses that it's okay to work on ourselves first um, a lot of people find great comfort in service which is fine but people get lost in service as well um, it's also good to make sure that we're taken care of so that we can offer a high level of happiness to those around us. And without that, there's a potential to, for people to add to each other's suffering uh, with unmindful behavior. Another element is compassion and forgiveness. Um, together we can transform suffering. Within ourselves we can transform suffering. Use our vital energies 
that transmute those into what we ultimately desire, which is the lack of suffering. And joy. It's easy to get serious about these things, but joy is so important and vital. We have this gift of life and so much joy. And I think we're the one percenters living here because we have access to such a great community, Um, nature. Um, We're so privileged in so many ways. I think there's a lot of room to celebrate that. And again, the seeds we water, we can water those seeds of joy and share them. And then the last element is inclusiveness, which is equality. If we're open and vulnerable and share all, we meet each other as humans, where we all have sensitivities and vulnerabilities. And our happiness, it's worth repeating, is intrinsically related to the happiness of others. And as Thai says, that is the love of the Buddha. Mm. 